Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done. To a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Great to have you with me again for another episode. And I just wanted to start out by saying how thankful I am for this platform to be able to put my thoughts uh, into words and get it out there, put it out there. Um, I want to use this episode today to talk about something that happened this past Thursday and give you guys a glimpse into something that uh, I was dealing with. Actually, a ton of things that I was dealing with. Uh, Interestingly enough, uh, I had a podcast episode ready to be launched uh, and it was entitled Masculine Vulnerability um, Equaling a True Strength. And I guess I was put in my place. Um, the the notion that I was not being vulnerable, not sharing my problems, and I, I let it build up. And so I want to start out by talking about what happened on Thursday and try to put it as much as I can into words uh, because it was a it was a crazy day and. Um, you know, this is going to be a, a very vulnerable share, and I am going to be as candid as I can and speak about everything that happened. Thursday morning was an amazing day. Uh, it was an amazing start. You know, Thursday mornings I have a Bible study with uh, some of my friends out in Cincinnati, and, uh, you know, we talked about Zacchaeus. Uh, and so that was great. It was an amazing call. I always look forward to Thursday mornings. Um, and then after that, there was a uh, session where I have a conversation with the... Um, actually, somebody was leading us through a session on the topic of entrepreneurial finance. And the thing that really triggered me and when I look back, not triggered me, but like it, it, it caused me to start this kind of spiral was the notion that um, recession is coming and that there's this storm that is impending and it's looming. And if you metaphorically look at look at yourself in a boat and you're looking at the storm to come, you know, you got to start battening down the hatches. You got to start, you know, getting rid of the baggage and things that will, you know, will cause us to sink or, you know, die if we don't let go of them. And so, you know, this tied into the, you know, investments and, and holdings and things that you have, you know, if you don't have cash and liquidity, then you're going to be in trouble whenever recession hits. And so, you know, uh, looking at my opening up my bank and looking at the investments that I had and, and, um, seeing the holdings that I had that were in, in the red, you know, and, it was just a, a clear picture of things that I had mismanaged and to see the red number, it was, um, not an easy thing to, to witness and see that. And also looking at kind of over time, you know, the savings slowly dwindling, being put into the entrepreneurial 
pursuit and into the business and it's not a it's not a nice figure to look at and so i got really into this 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 thing of looking at the finances of stuff you know for those that don't know my business hasn't been profitable in a long time you know if in, in a secular sense it's been it's been a, a rough journey uh i've been i feel like i've made a big impact in so many lives and yet the um you know how they say you know help others help others and the money will come well you know sorry to burst your bubble but that hasn't been happening for me and that contributed to where i was um there were other factors too and i want to talk about them too because it's uh it's one of those things i need to be vulnerable vulnerable about and and to share about anyways after that you know looking at the bank stuff you know I, it, it was lunchtime um and you know around the lunch table um sat down and got to praying and the kids were already running my wife ragged and you know when i looked across the table my wife had tears in her eyes and i just i just just uh, i just didn't know what to do with that information i i was already kind of in my head with a lot of this stuff and i was just in a downroad downroad spiral already it was not an enjoyable meal whatsoever for all of us and uh, yeah it was a uh, it was a struggle finished the meal and kind of didn't even address the things that was right there and got back on the computer and i just felt the weight of other things just like my mind was just going to other places to find problems that were un unresolved you know one of the things is like i've been i'm a super connector and i love to refer people to people and so you know there's this aspect of you know lack of reciprocity well you know among the people that i've referred people to and and you know that weighed heavily on me too uh, it was it was a real big struggle with that um and all this is just like not not being sure like i had a bunch of consultations fall through uh no shows people ghosting me um yeah the, you know when and then you equate to you know the financials of the business well it's not profitable so what is there to really celebrate and and i just felt the whole weight of that um and so right after that lunch, right, I sat back down on my computer and just felt like I really needed to put my words out there somewhere. I, I, this has been a struggle my whole life is really finding people to resonate with me. And I'm going to talk about this in a little bit is um, this big revelation that I had throughout this. Anyways, wrote that vulnerable post on Facebook and, um, you know, it was pouring rain outside instantly. Like it was just like. Like we've we've had some really crazy weather up here in Vancouver and um just felt like I wanted to be alone I just actually it was quite pitiful what I was thinking about I wanted to just stand in the rain and just cry and 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 just be by myself and so I was like oh let's just go for a run and if you know me I don't really like running I, I just don't like it very much so I got in my head that I'd go running in the rain you know why not got changed and while I was changing you know my, my my notifications were going off. Somebody was giving me a call, and my brother Omid called me. Uh, yeah, Omid called me, and and so I had a quick chat with him, and he 
you know, start, he was, he's an amazing listener. He holds space for people so well, and he's just a wonderful brother. And so shout out to you, Omid. Um, you know, he asked me, he was like, what was the things that are going wrong? And I just listed them all out. Like I just brain dumped it on him and just kind of fire hosed it at him. And, and then he got to ask me, he's like, Hey, what are things that are going well? You know, and tell me some about some, some, you know, tell me about those things. And I just found that as I was telling him that I felt it, you know, I, 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 I realized that I had been tunnel visioned on things that aren't going well. And so anyways, we got off the call and I, you know, went out and went for a run. And, and as I was, you know, by myself in the rain and just running and my shoes and socks were all getting wet and I didn't care and it was getting cold, but I just didn't, I just, it was a, it was a real tough day. Um, it's amazing because during the midst of that, right, whenever you're in this mode of focusing on so many negative things and only only seeing the negative things that you really allow the devil to, to get a foothold and, and, you know, suggested, he gave a really subtle suggestion of suicide. You just like really wanted to just say F this and just, just like, why, why even bother? Like, why are you doing what you're doing? And it was not an easy thing i didn't have never i don't think i've ever gotten that close to having those kind of thoughts and would have never suggested that and and so to have that in that moment was just like wow like that that's it was scary it was really scary for me after running came home and um you know washed up and got back in front of the computer and then my brother sabo called me and uh, he, he he's he's always he's always there and he's always um ready and willing to talk and chat and you know he reminded me that you know I was focused on one wheel one aspect of the wheel of life and that was the finances and that it's not that the spoke isn't there or that the score is low is that the spokes is coiled and it's going to come and that it was going to rebound and, and and shoot out and that was so beautiful to me because I do, I do feel that in some sense that, you know, I, I'm, I'm really close and I'm getting closer. And so thank you, Sable, for saying it that way and being such a support uh, to me. Uh, for those that don't know, Sabo was the one that, one of the first coaches that suggested to me that I should pursue being a coach. Um, and so a major part of my life, uh, you know, this transition was really um, something that he kickstarted. Later that day, as I was kind of trying to debrief the day and, um, you know, write out my information, write out my, write out my post and my feelings onto the, the post to tell people and to, you know, show my gratitude to those who, um, you know, commented on my, my outcry, um, post of outcry and, and commented and, and, um, my brother Gavin called me and. Gavin hadn't seen the post and he just reached out to me and he was just like, Hey, like I'm, I know I have it on the calendar to talk to you on Monday. I just thought I'd reach out to you right now. Like I just, I have time and, and I just needed that conversation. I just needed to have that with Gavin. Hmm. Gavin's just the, just like Omid and Sabo, same circle of guys. We, we, um, would hold space for one another and just, just dudes to do life together. One of the craziest things that 
I learned from that conversation with Gavin was that I realized my deepest pain and that the root of everything that I do actually starts from there. And this is what I wanted to talk about was the big revelation. And I want to use this space to say that is I want to give you a sense of what it was like uh, growing up for myself. Oh, I completely forgot something. Oh my goodness. I don't know why I missed this. So Thursdays usually, right? I have the noble fathers groups. Um, anyways, I'm going to go back to the big revelation thing in, in just a sec because I totally forgot about the, the meetup because that was also profound too. So around 4 PM, that's whenever I have the noble fathers meetup and, you know, typically it's a space that I facilitate and I hold for others. And, you know, I, I, I prepare a lot, you know, prompts and, and the whole outline and, uh, send out requests and, 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 you know, tell people that this is happening and you should come out and, and, and do it. And so I'm pretty invested into it. Um, it's hard being unattached to it. Um, but that's another thing. Um, and so we had quite a bit of a turnout, uh, fathers that are all, uh, no, none of them were new, but you know, it's still a great intimate space and, you know, into it, we, eventually had an opportunity where I got to talk about some of my struggles and I never intended, you know, to be putting out kind of this illusion that I had it all together um, or that I don't have struggles, but that was a big revelation for some of the guys in that, in that, in that group was that they saw a really human side of me. um, And I got to share really about the things that I was going through and how bad of a day that I was having. And for them to see that side of me actually benefited them more than me just keeping it in, in internally. And, and so that was an amazing space. It, realizing that true vulnerability and showing that we don't have it all together actually helps other people. Um, even though they may look up to somebody to know that somebody else is human or the person they look up to is human actually brings about quite an amazing benefit. And so, you know, coming away from that space, you know, it's, it was, you know, later on had the conversation with Gavin, like I said, and then, you know, in that conversation with him, I'm, I'm leading back into the big revelation is, is I want to tell you about my story and why it is that I do what I do. And so this is something that I've just realized and, and it's still really fresh. And I, that's why I wanted to take up this episode to talk about it here. I realized that I help those who are lonely. I help those, I help people find what it is they are looking for. And the reason I do that and is my superpower is because I never had that growing up. So like I said, you know, I've said in other episodes and I'll reiterate is that, you know, I was born into a um, very Christian home. My parents were pretty much pastors whenever I was born. The town that I was born in only had probably 1,000, population of 1,000 at the time. I'm one of the first Chinese people to be born in that town. And so into religion right away, right? Didn't even have my identity in that. In three years of age, we went to Venezuela, and my parents were missionaries called there by God. And there's a huge population in, in Venezuela, and my, my parents were called to serve there. And so 
in the church, I, I didn't know what my identity was. I just didn't know who I was. And so, and also in Venezuela, there's just rampant racism just towards Chinese people in general. And, um, so my identity was always really shaken. It was really hard. Um, didn't know who to relate to, how to relate to people. Um, at one point in Sunday school in Venezuela, I actually said to my Sunday school teacher, I was like, do you know who my dad was? You know, thinking that I had the identity that I had the ticket into heaven because I, my dad, because of who my dad was, you know, I was, you know, Canadian kid in Venezuela. You know, I, I, I already had a love for hockey then, but you know, there was no hockey sticks in Venezuela. There's nothing. So I was playing hockey with like tennis balls and tennis rackets and chairs as the goalposts and stuff like that. And, you know, went to an international school, you know, looked, looked very, very Asian, you know, so, you know, I still suck out and a lot of the international kids there were predominantly white and, you know, just didn't feel like I was, you know, I fit in, you know, very much. So couldn't really find anybody to resonate with what in that, in that, in that kind of space. Um, so seven years in Venezuela and then kind of came back to Canada, my home. Uh, but you know, I was, you know, got off the plane, this, like, I like to tell it, this burnt banana, pretty much, you know, white on the inside and, and burnt yellow skin on the outside. And again, to a foreign, like almost, to, even though I was going home, it was, it felt like a foreign country to me because now I knew how to speak Spanish. You know, I, I, I could speak English, but I just, like, I didn't even know like I didn't even know what pogs was getting off the plane. I didn't even know what, you know, certain fads and things that, you know, other kids had, you know. Um, so back to this foreign environment, still in church, and not really knowing who I was and didn't really resonate with anybody. Um, and you know, this 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 went in through univer- you know, through high school. High school, I was friends with everybody. Uh, if you're listening to this and you graduated with me, I'm sure you knew that I was friends with, you know, a lot of the druggies, the bad kids. I was friends with the kids that played soccer. I was friends with the jocks and the the cool kids and, you know, friends with everybody, essentially. Kids lower than, like, lower grades than me, higher grades than me. Like, I, and, and looking back, I was friends with everybody because I didn't know who I was. I, I was nobody. And, and so when you're nobody, you can be friends with anybody, right? And you just find yourself being a chameleon of sorts. And so, you know, uh, after I graduated high school, I had a big falling out with the church. My dad actually had um, gotten into it with the church and he left the leadership of the church and started to started his own church away from that one. And I was I was there with friends, right? Still there for friends and and church was just no longer a place I wanted to be. And so made the decision to leave and again was lost. And so now I was able to live a secular life, I guess, and you go pursue and live the prodigal life and, and go do things and experiment things with drugs and, and everything. And still like, who do you resonate with at that point? Nobody understood what I was going through. Like who could help me in that place? Uh, and so it was just a really lonely journey. And so anyways, like whenever I was talking to Gavin about it, I was like, wow, yeah, that makes sense now. Like, why do I do what I do? Why do I connect people with people? And why am I such a high developer? I like to help people with where they want to go, the dreams that they have. Oh, you want to connect with this person? Well, I'm going to connect you with that person. I want to see people progress. 
And I wanted to see people find people because I never had that growing up. Nobody ever did that with me growing up. And so it was just like a really lonely journey. Uh, and so I, that is actually my superpower. And that is ultimately what I like to do is I like to see people succeed. I like to see people find community. And that's why I built the community for, for Noble Fathers is that it is it is bringing together people who are like-minded and have something identical and have something to share that could benefit one another. And that's also why I do coaching, right? Is that I'm helping somebody get from where they want to go to where they want to be, where they want, where they are now to where they want to go and like doing everything in my power to do it. And I, I just kind of noticed that we're in 20 minutes, but I just there's just so much to talk about with this um you know I want to encourage you is to really look at your life and to see what are the things that you went through um that really was a pain point in your life I want to give two examples here that um are two brothers that I recently connected with um one of them he uh you know is visually impaired and he's technically legally blind and now he's working for an accessibility company that um, is raising a lot of awareness for these things in life things that we overlook that would benefit or help somebody um, of a disability and that's his superpower that pain is now his superpower and, and, and another brother actually directly related to him you know, is in the military and, you know, the high suicide rate and the mental health in, 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 in the, in that organization is incredibly stark. Therapy in our modern day and age is like, is it's a symptomatic approach. It's medicate first and not attacking the root of the issue. And so you can understand what that looks like right and and you and i think i don't even have to state the facts here but the suicide rate among veterans is so high they come back to this foreign country goodness doesn't that sound like me right come back to foreign country don't really know who to relate with and nobody seems to understand us and and who do you turn to in that moment of need and that was one of the things that i realized about the church too is that sometimes we have nowhere to turn. We play a, put on a mask and we go to church and pretend like things are normal and, you know, don't want to say too much or speak too much or give the illusion that we don't have our proverbial crap together. And that's what contributed to the loneliness that I was feeling. Had I not had those, have those had those three brothers that reached out to me, I I don't know what kind of state I would have been in. And so I wanted to, you know, close this episode um, with this idea of reaching out to people. Um, you just really don't know what is going on, and you don't know what it could mean to them for you to reach out in a personal and real way is that we need each other on this road. We need each other on this journey. 
and we're not meant to go it alone. Social media has gotten it to a point where we present this falsehood and this image that we have it all together, but we need to be more real and share more of these things because as fa that falsehood actually doesn't serve anybody. When we begin to let people in and show them that we are not human, it actually allows them to be human more. Yeah, I'm just taking some time to, to really sit with my thoughts. Yeah, vulnerability is a two-way street. And that was evident in the, no in the Noble Father group is that I have to, I'm holding the space for people to come as they are. Well, then I have to show up as I am too. And I have to be willing to share those deep, deepest thoughts with them. Because I need to rely on them too. And they need to see that side of me. I'm not meant to go on this journey alone. And so that's how I want to end this episode. Is to tell you to remind you to be human. And to share those things. Because then it allows others to share the deepest parts of themselves. And to talk about it openly. To remove the veil. Show that it's only human to have these struggles. And it's not easy. And it's only by talking about it that we will make breakthrough. And you never know. That person you're speaking to and being vulnerable with, it may allow them to open themselves up to you. So thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it blesses you guys. And until next time, bye for now. Please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community, um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father podcast. Until next time, bye for now. Mm -hmm.